welcome to Every 68 Seconds. I am your host, Courtney, and this is going to be season two of my podcast. Last season, we talked a lot about my own experience as a sexual assault survivor and also a lot of other topics that I felt don't get talked about enough in this subject. So definitely go back and listen to that season from the beginning just so you can understand why we're even here and what has happened to me as well because that'll play a lot into this season. Um, And in this season, we're going to be talking with significant others of survivors, survivors themselves, hearing different perspectives and stories from other people and as well as some experts on the subject. So just keep in mind as survivors are listening to this that you... You know, you know that some of these things will be a little bit triggering to hear. Um, we don't really sugarcoat things here because I don't think that it really helps anyone. So just keep that in mind as you listen. But I hope that you are all just as excited as I am to do this season and to listen to all these awesome people. So let's jump right in. What's up, you guys? It's Courtney with Every 68 Seconds, and I have a friend here who is remaining anonymous, um, but she is going to be sharing some bits and pieces of her own story for y'all to hear, so um, super big thanks to her for being open to doing this. She was one of the people that responded to kind of my like social media thing saying, hey, if you have a story you want to share, um, feel free to do that. So. Um, yeah, I, I want to kind of share a little bit like why I'm even doing this with other people. When I first started thinking about my podcast, I knew that I wanted to share my own story and kind of like use this um, place to just share it with the whole entire world, basically. And I know there's only like 50 of you, but <laughs> to me, that's the whole world. So I was like, you know, I want to share this with everybody. And this is my way of doing that. But another big part of why I started the podcast was to you know, just provide a space for people to share their own story with others, whether it be anonymous or not. Because after my abuse, I remember just scouring the internet looking for stories like mine. And I was like, I just feel so dumb. I feel so stupid. I feel crazy. And like, I couldn't find any, I could find maybe two stories um, about similar experiences, but they weren't super similar to mine. Um, So I just had this idea, obviously for the podcast, sharing things to raise awareness for abuse and trauma, like especially sexual trauma, but I just really wanted to provide a space for people to share their stories so that others listening can actually hear something that they relate to and know that they're not alone in it. Because you hear all the time, oh, you're not alone. Like this happens all the time, but it's just so different to hear from somebody that they know exactly what you've been through. So that's kind of the whole point of this and I'm super thankful to my friend for being here and being willing to share um and I just have you know some questions kind of like last episode with my husband I just had questions to ask him and these are going to be very different questions obviously (laughs) but um but yeah I'm just going to be you know asking away and I'll probably stick to some of my questions maybe go away from some as the conversation goes on okay so what made you decide to reach out to me to be a guest Um, so I listened to your podcast and there was a lot that actually resonated very much with me in the podcast. So I was like, oh, okay. Like that's like the narcissistic Mm. like person and everything. So 
um, he was a narcissist and he had major depression and then mm-hmm. it was like you said those go hand in hand together and it was always mm-hmm. something that like I knew he was a narcissist but it was just like okay it solidified it that it wasn't I guess my fault mm-hmm. and that's something that even sometimes to this day I kind of like blame myself of like it was my fault like I should have known, like, I should have gotten out of it, like, why did I not leave? I had, like, ample opportunities to leave and everything like that. Why did I not leave? And I guess to give some background, because, you know. True, (laughs) true. Um, So it was my boyfriend at the time who Mm. had raped me, and it was, like, he had abused me prior to that, but never, like, anything sexually. Mm -hmm. And so... Finally, it was just kind of like, okay, well, this was, like, it, it felt different this time, mm-hmm. and we had, we had had sex in the past, but this time, I was just like, there's, there's something different about, like, that time mm-hmm. than the other times, especially because, like, I had told him several times, like, we're not, like, I don't want to, like, have sex anymore, I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, yeah, okay. But then whenever it came around to it, he was like, come on. And I was like, I said no. And he was like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just, I felt guilty about it. Because I was like, why did I give in? Like, I said no, I should have mm-hmm. stood my ground. And so I just felt, like, really guilty. And then just, like, listening to a lot of your podcasts and everything, too, I realized, okay, it's not necessarily, like, my fault but he would always like put it back on me and like the next day he'd be like I thought you said you didn't want to do it anymore like seriously why'd you let us get that far and I was just like okay I'm so sorry like like guilt tripping yeah and so I just feel like my life was the Taylor Swift song Dear John of like yeah like you the chess game but then you change the rules every time like Mm -hmm. you paint me a blue sky and then go back and turn it to gray like that's just like how I felt like I was always walking on eggshells Mm -hmm. around him of like okay if I say this are you gonna do something like everything like that and then I kind of realized like it's not necessarily my fault Mm because like when you said on your like about the narcissist like they always just blame you and everything and I was just like okay, like, it worked, and, like, yeah, he did blame me, mm-hmm. um, and I, I accepted the blame, yeah. and so, um, I also reached out because, like you said, like, I felt alone in the situation, like, everyone's like, oh, what happens, like, I mean, my, I know three of my aunts that have been raped, and even then, I still felt yeah. alone, because I was like, well, it was, my aunt's like someone that she just knew from school was one of them. The other person was a complete stranger and the other person, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know her story. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, but it was my boyfriend. Yeah. And so I just felt for a while, like, okay, it's not rape if it's your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I finally decided, okay, like you can, is I talked to my criminal justice professor mm-hmm. and he said, like, you can be raped even if you're married mm-hmm. because it has to be in that instance that you say yes. It's not a, oh, we've had sex before, like, let's mm-hmm. do it. Like, you have to, it has to be in that instance that you say yes. Yeah. If you don't say yes, then that's qualified as rape regardless of your relationship. And then I was like, okay, maybe, maybe that wasn't necessarily voluntary, but yep. still I should have, like, just shut it down and everything like that. Um, 
And so I just kind of want anyone else, like, if they're in a relationship currently or in the past where it was, like, their significant other that abused them or anything, you're not alone. And, yes, that is, like, valid abuse. It's not your fault. Like, you're not, you you did nothing to cause it. And that's something that I even still struggle with to this day, that, like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I did nothing to cause it. Like, it was Mm -hmm. my boyfriend. Yeah, I did, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, thank you for being willing to then. Um, if you don't mind me asking, like you said that there was other kinds of abuse before that. So what did that look like in your relationship? So one of the main ones, and this might be very strange and a lot of people might not actually count this as abuse, but anytime, you know how like when you see uh, the Beetle Volkswagen and you're like, oh, punch bug. Yeah. He would actually use that as an excuse to repeatedly hit me and be like, like he would punch me where it would be like, I would have like huge bruises all over me and everything. And then if I ever did him first, he would actually like, like keep me down to like continually punch me and everything. Especially and just be like, you, so don't, yeah, and don't I think it's like, not <laughs> but like, yeah. like, and I said to someone, I was like, I never, like, if you ever see like the beetle, like never punch me for that. And they were like why it's a fun game like whatever and I like kind of explained it and they're like that's not abuse and I was like oh okay yeah and just because they're like oh it's just the the part of the game and I was like this is definitely not part of the game yeah thanks um but the one that I kind of like I even when we were dating I didn't like necessarily qualify that as abuse the one that like really made me realize it is he repeatedly dislocated my shoulder um, he, like, put my arm behind the back to, like, kind of be like, oh, I'm pinning you down, and just, like, pop my shoulder out several times, and that's the one that, like, I was like, um, okay, I can dismiss the, like, punching me as much as I want, but, like, that was yeah. extremely painful, and I was, like, laying on the ground screaming, like, get off of me, stop, and just, like, he didn't, and I was like, mm. okay, that point, like, the punch, like, he'd be like, oh, punch bug, no punch back, like, okay, whatever, I didn't say stop to that, but, like, I was literally screaming on the ground, like, telling him to stop and get off of me, and mm-hmm. he wasn't, and then I was like, okay, something's wrong, like, yeah. this isn't how it should be. Yeah, so when you were in the relationship, it didn't, you didn't really think it was abusive? Mm-mm. It was, because it was within the last, like, month or two of us dating that he started dislocating my oh. shoulder. The, like, punch bug happened for a while, but it was, like, within the last, like, month or two that he dislocated my shoulder, and that's when I was like... Okay, this isn't normal. I need to... Yeah. How long were you together? Um, About a year. About a year. So it was... Yeah, but the... The abuse didn't really start until four months in. Because it was like the... Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, you're so great and everything at first. Climb in stage, yeah. Yeah, and then it was... Like, he said it to me and then it was... He lost all his friends and mm. he became like what in a severe like depressive state and everything and just took it all out on me hmm. interesting yeah okay so what ended the relationship like how did you did you end it did he end it so if you ask me I ended it if you asked him he would say he ended oh, it. oh well you know but it always goes that way so <laughs> um I went home for a break in college and it was like the escape from him that I kind of realized I was like oh I feel so much at peace and then I was like well 
like I'm about to go back to school like I'm scared to go back like I don't want to go back and then I was like thinking about like the why and I was like because mm. I don't want to see him mm. and so I just like started thinking about that and everything and so then we didn't text for like a couple days and then finally I just texted him like several paragraphs as to that I never wanted to talk to him again, that he was a horrible person and just like whatever. So then he FaceTimed me and he was like, oh, I think we should break up. And I was like, that's what the text was for. Yeah, like that what? was, I was breaking up with you over text. Like, cause I was, I was going to do it over the phone, which I don't care if you call me a coward. I didn't want, like there's a, where I'm from, there's this one girl, her dad comes to our school every year and shares about, it was her brother's best friend that she dated and he stabbed her 16 times and killed her. And so I was like, that's not going to be me. So yeah. I don't no. care. I'll take the coward's way out. I'll In break text. up with him yeah. over the phone. Yeah, but funny. he didn't answer any of my phone calls. Oh. And so then I just sent him a long text. Mm -hmm. And he was like, where is this coming from? Actually, you know what? I don't care. I think we should break up. And I was like, fine by me. That's why I sent the text. Like, yeah. I literally said I never want to see you again. That's yeah. like, Well, like, it's very common for narcissistic people to make sure that they're not being broken up with. They they are up here and you're down here. So there's no way he was going to let you nope. be the one to do that. Yep. So it actually makes a lot of sense. I remember with my own experience, um, my abuser, there was a time that before the actual like rape happened, he was, I think he was honestly like almost testing the waters because he was sending like messages that were very like, inappropriate and sexual and I was like so confused I was like where is this coming from because before that our relationship had never been like that it was very like friendship like spiritual mentorship at least it felt that way to me and then there was a time where he sent these like very inappropriate messages and I ended up saying like hey I don't think we should be friends anymore and I like texted him this and he got so upset and was like, are you kidding me? Like, do you know how, because we work together. And he's like, do you know how awkward it's going to be when we see each other, like at work? Like, you're really going to do this to me? And was just like totally, you know, just, just berating me pretty much. Um, and so I finally ended up just being like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, and he like said, sorry, like that quote unquote, sorry mm -hmm. for that. But then he ended up like, um, he ended up giving me the silent treatment after that for like two weeks and like just wouldn't talk to me. And I was like, that was like the punishment that he was giving me for it, you know? And then there's actually a time that he actually went out of the country for like a month or two. And it was a similar situation to what you were saying where he, you went home for like break and you didn't see him and you felt at peace. That's how I felt too. I was like, oh my gosh, he's away. I feel so just like at peace like I felt so happy I was so happy in like my relationship with my boyfriend because he wasn't my boyfriend I had one and I just felt so good when he was gone and it was when he came back that I was like I can't get away from him like I can't I just can't um so very very like just similarities I guess um okay so after you broke up like when did you kind of realize what actually happened like with the rape like how did you come to that conclusion and like when did that happen too because it's like there's probably like a timeline to it yeah so it was a couple it was like two months before break that the first time it happened because it okay. actually happened several times okay gotcha um but the first time it happened and I went home I felt so guilty that I actually went and I wrote it down 
Because mm-hmm. I was just like, I, like, it was kind wrong. of like a confession to God, I guess. Because, okay. like, I, I'm Christian, and so I was like, I felt so wrong. I was yeah. like, like, just starting to get back on this and everything. And so I was like, okay, so I'm like, it was a repentance, like, type yeah. thing that I, like, wrote down. And I was like, I'm not going to do this again and whatever. And then it was, I guess, like, five or six months later that I went back and I reread it. And I was like, mm. that is not consensual. Like, yeah. there was nothing about that. Like, I was literally laying on the bed crying and saying, get off of me, stop. And I had no control of my hands. And I realized that and I was like, oh, I, that's, yeah. I think, the literal definition of yep. rape. Yep. And at that moment, I was just kind of like, okay, um, maybe I should go to a counselor or something like that. Mm. So I went to a counselor. Um, I eventually, like, let them read that part as well. And they're like, this is very much, like... Non-consensual, like, This yeah. is not consensual. This yeah. is not your fault. This mm-hmm. is rape. And um, so in that, I kind of just, like, realized that. And then I completely shut down when I realized that. Like, I was like, mm. nope, no one can do that to me. Like, this is this isn't happening. So... There's like, I, there's several different ways people heal. My healing was to just deny it altogether. Like mm. it did not happen. Yeah. It it did not that's happen. What my first episode was on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like super common. Yeah. And so after this, like what I'm about to share happened, I ended up going to a counselor, and he said like this can be common. But um, so what I did is I ended up going on tinder and just every single guy i met i would sleep with Hmm. just because i was like nope like this isn't happening to me and i so i talked to a counselor about it and he was like if you go through a traumatic experience like that like the sexual abuse and everything then in order to kind of regain like you you're out of control in that instance so in order to regain the control you're like okay well i'm gonna sleep with this guy because it's my choice to sleep with him exactly yeah and so i like kind of went through that and then i don't know if you ever watched like the vampire diaries or anything but they're like but like so when they turn vampire one of their things is they can turn off their human emotions Ah. and so that's something that i did because i felt guilty about like all the guys that i was sleeping with too because i was like okay that was the point of why i felt guilty in the first place and all this yeah but so i just like turned off all emotion altogether so much so that i literally turned off like all pain too i couldn't Mm. feel like i got a cut on my hand i couldn't even feel it like i literally turned off every ounce of my emotion and positive ones too probably yeah and so i was never happy never sad i was just like this monotone like i'm gonna go to class gonna go who knows where we'll just see as the day goes yeah and um yeah so that was that was really bad and so then i kind of realized that it was I forget what exactly was the instance that happened. I think I had to go home for something Mm because I was at college during this. So I had to go home for something and I couldn't just go around and sleep with a bunch of guys while I was home. And that's kind of when I realized like, okay, maybe this isn't the thing to do because I was still like just as empty as I was like sleeping with all the people. But then I was like, okay, but now I don't have anything to mask it. Mm. So I started... I hadn't opened my Bible pretty much, like, since it happened. And so I just, like, kind of was, like, peeking at it, like, (laughs) okay. And, like, I opened it, and that's when, like, my emotions kind of just, like, flooded. And it wasn't just, like, 
Yeah. Like it was everything that I had been suppressing too. And I was like, okay, I need to go back to counseling, I think. Yeah. And so that's when I went to the counseling and he was like, no, that's actually pretty normal. Like yeah. that can happen. Is, yeah. And cause I just felt like super guilty and every single thing that happened was my fault. And I was just like, this like the sexual assault was my fault. The sleeping with a bunch of people was my fault and everything. Like I shouldn't have done that. Mm. And like, he was like, no, like, yeah, you, you did choose to do it, but it was like your coping mechanism because like you didn't realize the trauma that you had on you and everything yeah. and I was just like yeah I agree but I disagree like it's totally my fault and he was like no like it it's a coping mechanism it's okay and I was just like okay whatever yeah. and so I ended up going to another counselor because <laughs> I was just like okay like whatever and pretty much everyone was saying like the same thing and I was just like okay going to another one and <laughs> so I ended up going to like three at the same time just to be like someone tell me something right and they were yeah. like if we're all telling you the same thing don't you think you might want to listen to it and I was just like no why would I do that <laughs> what were you hoping that they would tell you um I'm not really sure, not sure. I just I think that I just wanted them to tell me like none of it happened at all like it was just yeah like all my imagination and everything mm. like that or something because I don't know I just it that was that was hard for me because I the, I've only told about three people and the reason that those three people are the only people who know is because I'm I guess still somewhat in denial that it even happened yeah like if I tell my family that this happened then that means this happened yeah and I'm like I don't want it do that and like I'm about to get married and my fiance knows and literally sometimes they'll ask me something and I'm like <laughs> whatever like and I'll laugh it off because I'm like if I answer that question then that's admitting that it happened mm -hmm. and I just I don't want to admit that it happened I don't want to like think about it happening because then it just kind of I never like truly started the like I just recently started the healing process and everything yeah. so I'm not like nearly there and so I'm like okay well admitting that just brings back like the hurt and the yeah. guilt and everything like that so oh, I'm just yeah. not gonna admit it at all yeah, yeah that makes sense do you feel like after the, all of that happened all, like realizing that it did happen kind of coming to terms with it I guess did you ever feel like you this is probably a dumb question. Did you ever feel like you were the one at fault and he wasn't? Oh, multiple times. Do you still do you still feel that? Oh way? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean like, even after several people telling me it's not your fault. <laughs> okay, what do you know? Like exactly. you weren't there. So you weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've totally I felt that the exact same way. It's been like almost three years for me. It'll be three years in June, and I still feel that way. Like I still am like. I really still think it's my fault. Like, I shouldn't have been there, or I shouldn't, or I should have, like, not been friends with him at all, or, like, known that he was not a good person, or, like, you know, just, yeah. like, those, like, red flags or, like, things that I saw that I, like, chose not to see. Yeah. And then that all basically makes that one instance my fault somehow, <laughs> and I know that, like, people that haven't been through it are probably, like, dude, it's right in front of you, like, the answer is clear, it's not, ooh, it's not your fault, but, like, yeah, and, like, I don't know, because I'm, I go two ways with this. I'm, like, for myself, I'm the idiot. Like, there are several times that, like, he started the abuse, like, four months in, even though we dated for, like, 12 months. Yeah. So, I should have left 
then. And then the the sexual abuse happened several times over several like several weeks. And I was like, okay, I should have left after the first one. So yeah. then, therefore, after that, the other ones were definitely. If the first one wasn't my fault, then all the other ones were my fault. Because it was just like I had so many opportunities. Like I had every excuse in the book to leave, and yeah. no one would have blamed me. Yeah. Like, my mom even asked me several times. She was like why are you not breaking up with him and i was like uh, i like i couldn't find an excuse why yeah. i wasn't i just wasn't and so i was like okay well if, like if i didn't break up with him it's my fault but then i'm also when it comes to other people and they're like like i'm like you can be butt-ass naked on the front lawn that yeah. does not give anyone an excuse yeah to do anything exactly. to you. You can so tell like, somebody else. And yeah. Like, people say to you and you're like, mm, you're wrong. Like, yeah, no, it doesn't work that yeah. way. <laughs> no, I totally feel that same way. Yeah, because like if there's someone else that were to come to me and be like, hey, this just happened. I'm like, it's never your fault. Yes. But then if someone were to say it's never your fault to me, I'd be like, you idiot. Whatever, like, you don't have a clue what I meant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's probably because you said that it was something that happened because you were like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Like the sex part. And then he wanted to anyways. So then you probably felt more guilt because you were like, oh, well, it was because I said I didn't want mm -hmm. to, right? Yeah, I felt like Because you had before. And because yeah, I was like, like, well, I did before, yeah. so why am I not now? And then exactly. it was also like, I had, I guess, like, I had ample opportunities to break up with him, but I didn't want him to break up with me because of this petty little mm. thing. Because yeah. I was like, you're seriously <laughs> going to break up with me because I'm not, like, willing to have sex with you. Yeah. And then, I, so I was just thinking about that, and I was like, no, like, but, I mean, it didn't matter. I guess he found his way to do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> so. Man, do you feel like you have forgiven yourself? No. No. I still haven't either <laughs> yeah that's that's a tough that's a tough thing to do like thinking that you have all the fault in there and you just yeah yeah it's so hard. especially because I feel like I haven't forgiven myself because after my form of healing was to go like do a bunch of stuff with a bunch of other guys yeah, yeah. and now I'm about to get married and my like to be husband literally I was the first girl he even kissed and so I'm just like, okay, well, I've, yeah. you know, whatever, like my past is yeah. totally splattered and like just destroyed and everything. And you're just this innocent little human being. That's hard. And so yeah. I'm just like, I feel, I just feel horrible about that. Cause I'm like, how could I do that to him? Like, hmm. yeah. Do you feel like you put more guilt on yourself because of that because of like being in a new relationship where you're going to you know be with that person forever and like get married and everything yeah probably yeah just because I'm like I should have like I should have first of all never like had sex with him to begin with but mm -hmm. like now I did and it led down this like whole path of oh, yeah. like all this other stuff when like now I'm getting married and just like yeah this is the person that I want to be with forever like Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. So you said that you're starting or have kind of recently started the healing process. What does that look like exactly? So um, for me, the first step was just admitting it. Yeah. So I was talking to my roommate from college, and she wants to be an OBGYN because, okay. mm -hmm. like, just her mom was not there for her, so she wants to be there for women that, like, oh, don't cool. have a mom yeah. or, like, that are in, like, scared situations and everything like that. 
And so then we, we were talking about like why she wanted to be one and she was explaining that to me and something came up about like, oh, I, like, I don't want to get one. Like that's just no. And she was like, she kind of knew something was off about that relationship, mm-hmm. but she, we weren't like friends at the time that it happened. Yeah. So then she just started probing a little bit more and she kind of just like, she just knew without me saying anything yeah and she just kept asking me questions and eventually just reluctantly to my end got it out of me Mm. and then she asked she was like well have you ever gone to the doctor and I was like why would I go to the doctor she was like you need to go to the doctor and she was like well I'll go with you this is why I want to go into this profession is to help people and like if I'm going to do that for strangers like I want to do that for you and I was Mm -hmm. just like I don't need to go to the doctor. And because at that point I was still like in very much in denial. And then. When was this? This was, this was before graduating college. This okay. was my senior year roommate. Yeah. And so this was, she, we were just talking about this. And because she asked me, she was like, well, you're going to get married. You should probably go to the doctor before you get married. And I was just like, no, it's fine. But I just. I guess kind of started thinking about it more recently so first of all I admitted it to her and then I finally admitted it to um, my fiance mm-hmm. and it was not at the beginning of the relationship obviously that I admitted that yeah. but it was before we got engaged and everything that I told him um, and so I just like had to admit it to more people and then that kind of made me like realize that okay yeah it is like a thing that happened and then now that the wedding is quickly approaching I realized okay I probably should go to the doctor because this I don't know if this is oversharing or anything but like so when he did it I literally felt something like tear inside of me like excruciating pain I could not move I was Mm -hmm. literally in a ball I was like the worst pain I've ever felt and I have like pretty severe cramping too so I was just like oh okay if this is worse than that like like excruciating pain and I was just like terrified and honestly it kind of just terrifies me that like something happened and I think that's the main reason why I haven't gone to the doctor because like okay if something did happen one I'm way too late at this point and two like you're afraid of what the answer would be yeah I don't want to know like if something happened that makes it real like even more real than it already is And so, but that's kind of, I've started thinking about that more and that's kind of made me realize that like this was a real thing that did happen. And so as I've been like kind of coping with that, I've just kind of like, you know, like you just need to like, it's it's, thinking about that more is making me think about the whole situation and realizing, okay, it did happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of getting out of the denial stage where I'm still like slightly in it because I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, no, I'm not tell anyone else but mm-hmm. you know like I'll talk about it a little bit more um but so I'm, I'm starting to get out of the denial stage right now and like even even still like still have like a little bit of foot yeah like, in the door on that one there. yeah no that makes sense what is it like sharing on this then if you you know only share with three people you're still kind of in the denial like what does this feel like talking to me about this on a podcast I know people don't know who you are but still it must be very like weird and probably feels 
I don't know. Like, how does that feel for you? It's definitely made me a little bit emotional. I don't know. You probably noticed, like, there's a couple yeah. times I've got, like, tears in my eyes and everything. Which is totally okay. Um, <laughs> and even as I say that, like, they're coming back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, like, I guess I'm kind of just, like, afraid that someone will recognize my voice that hears this. Of mm. being, like, I don't know any conceivable way that my family would be able to, like, <laughs> hear this. Yeah. But, like, I'm, it's like, not that big of a podcast. Like, what if they hear this? Because mm-hmm. then... Like, yeah. they would, they, obviously, they would recognize my voice. Yeah. Like, what if they hear this? And then, I don't know, I was just talking to my fiancé, and he's like, like, you're okay. Like, I've been praying for you. You got to do it and everything. And I'm yeah. like, so talking to you as a person isn't that hard because this is, like, I've listened to all of your podcasts, so I know that, like, you understand. Yeah. And honestly, just if I don't look at the the yeah. like recording and everything yeah. <laughs> it's fine because yeah. i'm just thinking okay well it's just a conversation between us at this point it's not like for the podcast so it's just now okay i shared with four people <laughs> <laughs> so how what's it gonna be like you think when it is posted i don't know i told my i have like i listened on the spotify so i can like I share my Spotify with my fiance, yeah. so I know that he can listen to it and everything, but I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to listen to that one. I'm just going to skip that week. Dude, I haven't listened to any of my own. Like, uh, people ask me, like, do you listen to your own podcast? Do you, like, go back and listen? I'm like, no. no like, my husband wanted to listen to our, the recording that we did, and I was like, I don't really want to listen, and I don't know why. It's just, and and I've actually mentioned it before, but when I, when I'm recording for my podcast, it's like, it's not me. You know what I mean? It's I almost can, like I it's can like feel a that. different... Because then when I get off of it, I'm like, who was that? Like, talk... Because I know that it's all of it that I'm saying is true, and it's, like, my story. But it's like I separate the two because it's too painful to to actually be doing that. Yeah, you know I mean? and I understand that because it's, like, when, like, talking about it isn't that hard. It's the, like, emotional... Yes. Like, the You almost, like, disconnect from... Yeah, but it was, like, the one emotional thing that I mentioned is when I got teary-eyed and everything because yeah. I was like okay well that was the thing about emotion like that's whenever like I had to realize that yes. that like that's real whereas other than that I'm just I can just be reading you like Cinderella or something yes, like that exactly. like whatever you're like reading a story yeah not like experiencing the emotions I guess yeah but, yeah it's just like yeah that's all true facts but mm-hmm. like, yeah you exactly you're yeah. Like talking about the facts and that's about it yeah so no totally get that um but I guess like going back to the healing process thing, I wanted to ask, because you mentioned a little bit how there have been times where you like can't do something because of like a trigger. So like what, is, what has it been like with you with like triggers and stuff? Because I know that for me with my healing process, triggers have been a really big part of it. Just like Daniel saying saying something or like playing, like rest, wrestling or like playing around and like holding me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, please let go. I'm going to like freak out right now like you can't hold me or you know stuff like that but just what has that been like for you with like the healing process afterwards especially being in a relationship with something you know like yeah that relationship honestly it's it's painful for me to even admit this because like I love my fiance and everything but there's sometimes he's a very physical touch person he loves (laughs) his hugs he loves cuddling and I used to be like, you can ask anyone in my family, like, hugs are my thing. Like, mm. I love giving hugs. I just, like, yeah, like, it's just, like, it feels so special. Mm-hmm. But I still give hugs to my family, but when it comes to 
like my fiance it's almost harder for me to hug him like mm-hmm. in certain ways than it is because i'm just like okay hug and like i I, like, I do hug him, but there are sometimes I'll give him a quick hug and walk away. And, yeah. And I feel like he's kind of just like, why? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, but there are some things like, okay, if we cuddle in bed, like, I'm like, I'll literally push him off of me and I'll say like, please stop, please stop, please stop. And he's like, why? Like, yeah. Like, we're just cuddling and I'm like, I don't like it. Like, I, I got out of bed the other day and I literally just stood there and I just like, at like five o'clock in the morning, I just stood there. Yeah. And I was just like not like you just can't do it i i, I just yeah. didn't want to get back in bed because i was just like i don't want to do that and i feel bad because like i know he loves it and i, I love know. him and i want to do it for him but there yeah. are just sometimes where i'm like it just like i just feel like i'm being like do you like forced to or like no, yeah like yeah. held down or something i'm like it's not even that because i know like he actually would never do anything oh, yeah. to me and like and that's never his intention no which is how it like, he, he genuinely just wants to cuddle or yeah. something. And I'm like, yeah. I love you so much, and you're so cute. But there's just some reason, and not all the time I can even explain it. I'm just like, there's just something that, like, I don't, like, no, yeah. I can't. And it's it's really hard for me to say that to him because I'm like, because yeah. like, he doesn't understand. And I don't know how to put it into words, but it's just. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I feel like that last or, you know, the episode with me and Daniel probably would be helpful for him to listen to, probably. Yeah, I told him to listen to that one. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, well, I was planning on listening to the whole thing. And I was like, good, get started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a longer one, but it's, I, I hope it'll help people that are in that. Because it's like, it's, you know that it's not them. Like, they're not like your abuser. They're not the same at all. But for some reason, there's still those, like, triggers. Like, I have pretty often, well... I guess it's not as much now, but, like, especially in the beginning, and even sometimes now, where there's just, like, a certain way that he'll, like, touch me or, like, hug me or, like, he'll say something, and it brings me back to, like, a moment of abuse or whatever it might be. I don't know what it is for you that you go back to or it's just, it just feels really uncomfortable or, like, you know, but that just happens, and then you don't really know how to explain it either, and it's, like, the biggest thing I've found is has has that has been helpful, I guess, is just like if there is a trigger that I go back to, I like have to tell him what it was. Not always, but I I try when I can to like explain to him where I went in my brain. Cause he's like, okay, that makes sense. Why you would not want me to be doing that? Because that's what happened in like your experience. And then other times, it's things that didn't even happen, but for some reason, it's like so difficult. I'm like, please don't, or you know, mm-hmm. um. Do you worry about that, like, in mar- like how it'll be in marriage? A little bit, because I'm, like, I never want to, like, not do stuff with him. Yeah. Just because, like, you know, he's going to be my husband and yeah. everything like that. And, like, yeah. I'm genuinely very excited to marry him. But I'm just, like, there are just some times that I know. Like, even currently, like, there'll be some times where I'll kiss him and then I'm just, like, a couple seconds later, I'm, like, okay, got to go, bye. And he's, like seriously what and I'm just like I'm so sorry I'm just just can't and I'm just like and yeah honestly most of the time I'll just blame it on like oh I'm not in the mood Mm -hmm. and he's like seriously and I'm like I don't know or like boundaries you know we got to keep boundaries so we don't like have sex before marriage and he's just like what and I'm just like sorry and I like I don't know because like I genuinely don't know how to explain it so it's just Mm -hmm. easiest to like kind of explain it like that and I'm just like I just 
I don't want to be touched right now. I don't, I just like want to yeah. like, and they'll be like, oh, okay. And like, sometimes they'll go to hug me and I'm like, please stop. <laughs> okay. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Cause like, I know he's trying to be there for me yeah. and like, he doesn't have any idea of like what I went through. Like, I mean, he knows what I told him and everything, yeah. but like, he yeah. doesn't like really know like how to like handle that and everything so I'm just kind of like yeah thank you I, I appreciate your help <laughs> I love you it's yeah, all you can do yeah <laughs> um so what has been the hardest part of healing since it happened if there is a hardest part because I know all of it is probably hard <laughs> I don't know just like the either admitting it just because that's like the only part that I've really done so yeah. far or just I think the hardest part was just telling my fiance because it was mm. like this is something that happened, like that's like it's not your fault, but now you're gonna have to deal with some of the like repercussions yep. of it. <laughs> and, yeah, and that that was like a hard part for me and Daniel. So it's like he didn't do anything, but now he has to suffer kind of the consequences, quote unquote, of it. You know, mm-hmm. like he's the one who has to deal with it now for the rest of our lives. And that was something he mentioned in our podcast episode. It was like he had to kind of like decide, like, do I want that for myself? And obviously he decided that yes. But like it was something that he was very concerned about in our relationship. Like, okay, I'm going to like if I get married to her, this is what I'm going to have to, I guess, deal with. Sounds bad, but it's like it's true. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to deal with that for our whole rest of our lives kind of thing. So I feel like that's probably I don't know what I was going to ask actually like what his reaction was like to you telling him honestly I can't say I remember it very well um I remember his reaction when I told him that I like had had sex in the past and everything he was very chill about it and I was Mm. just like I was kind of mad at him for being (laughs) chill actually I was like you should be mad at me like you should be upset you should be something and he was just like this is the past like yeah he was (laughs) like that's in your past like you're not doing it anymore and I was just like why aren't you angry and he was just like what am I like I'm not gonna change it like it's in the past like that's not who you are anymore and I was like but you should be mad like why aren't you mad and like I like could not comprehend why he like wasn't mad but yeah I don't really I think he just was sad more or less he was like I'm sorry you know it's like yeah. for what nothing happened <laughs> yeah you're like oh it's fine yeah, it's chill like, yeah you know whatever <laughs> um yeah. but yeah he was he like does what he can to help obviously mm-hmm. but like I said like he doesn't always know what yeah. that is yeah and neither do I which is part of the True. problem yeah yeah did you ever fear whether people that you told would believe you or not? Oh, yeah. 100%. That's part of the reason I'm... This is going to sound absolutely horrible, especially because like, I did criminal justice stuff in the past, but I'm yeah. a strong, strong proponent for never reporting to the police. Really? And part of the reason is because I've seen... like, I've worked in law enforcement. I've mm. seen the side of... How they first of all treat the woman and a lot of police officers don't even believe the woman whenever mm. they come to it and especially like the women that are like okay well it took me a couple days to process and now i'm going in yeah. okay well if you came in a couple days later like why didn't you just come, come in, right in after. And it happen? yeah yeah and so 
like the police don't always believe and everything like that. And I'm sure there are plenty of officers that do. It might have just yeah, been where exactly. because like I worked in a very corrupt place and <laughs> yeah. everything. So it could have just been there. Um, but another reason why is it's been hard for me to admit to even the three, four people yeah. that I've told. So I could never stand in front of a courtroom and rehash the whole thing over and over and totally. over again. And so I would rather him just live his life mm-hmm. in like where he lives. And I know him far enough away that I will literally never see him again. Yeah. And like, I know that he's far enough away. I won't see him again. He can live his life. I know he's very miserable in his job and that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. And like, that sounds horrible to say, cause I'm like, Oh, I don't want him to be miserable and everything. But I'm like, but at the same time, like, he's a horrible person. But he's like, you know, just makes mistakes, like, whatever. He shouldn't have to suffer, but whatever. <laughs> so I go back and forth with yeah. that. No, I, yeah, I actually definitely relate to that. I actually reported mine, um, but it wasn't until, when did I report it? Last March. Yeah, last March, which was almost two years after it happened. And I was terrified because I I thought for sure they're going to be like why did you wait this long like what the heck and in the state of Virginia where I did report it they don't have a statute of limitations so like technically you could go back and like report at any time for the rest of your life which is crazy um and I actually did have a very good like a, a good experience but and I I want to do like a whole episode on this which is why I'll probably have some kind of I want to have like a detective or like somebody who works in that field like come on my podcast and talk about what it's like and like what the process looks like because when I did it I didn't know the process and I did not know that because it had been so long they can't do like a rape kit they can't do all these things to get hard evidence and I didn't have any hard evidence so what I was going to have to do to move forward with it is call my abuser and get a recording of him admitting it somehow And I was like, bro, I have not talked to this dude since, like, I told my parents and I told my workplace and he left kind of thing. Like, I have not seen him. I haven't talked to him since, like, a few days after it happened. So I was not, like, I'm not going to go freaking call him. Are you joking? So that was, like, I I wanted to, I personally didn't want to report it for a very long time, obviously, which is why I didn't go back. And I was terrified they weren't going to believe me. And then not knowing that I was going to have to do that. And now I just haven't, I've, I mean, I've sat on that for over a year now or not almost a year now, um, on whether I should, or like, I don't, I personally don't feel led to like call him and do that part of it. Like, I feel like I did what I wanted to do, which was just reporting it in general. There's like a report there now and it's in like a file somewhere who really knows. And the only thing that gets me still to this day is just like, People have said since the beginning, I don't know if anyone has said this to you, you, I mean, you've told a few people, but um, one thing that people said to me was like, so I think you should report it because what if he has done this to other women and what if he keeps doing it? And you could be the one to say something. Yeah, like, I've thought about Wait that. a minute, so it's my fault if he goes on and does that because I haven't reported it? That, and I know that's not what they mean, but that's how it feels to me a lot of the yeah. time is it like, oh, so it's my fault because I didn't report it. Have you ever, like, felt that way? Like, do you feel like he could have been doing it or done it to other people? And then you're like, well, is it my fault that I'm not saying something, you know? Yeah, I don't know if he, like, what he's done. I don't 
I truly believe he's, like, abused other women at least some form based on, like, yes. stories that he's told me and, like, mm-hmm. other women that I've talked to that, like, have known him and everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, so I did feel that way too, but then I was like, okay, but then what if they think the same thing? Because they didn't report it either yeah. and whatever. And so, I don't know, because I have, I have thought about it in that sense and everything but then I'm like but that's not on you it's not like yeah. I'm not like at a place where I can report it oh, yeah. and so and that's totally okay like I I do not think that everyone like needs to or should and it was like very random that I decided to the reason I decided to was because I was moving out of state and I knew that if I didn't do it then I was never going to because I wasn't going to go back there where it happened and so I was like, I should just do it now. And and then I, yeah, the whole, the terrifying thing to me was, like you said before, I did not want to face him again, number one, in person. And number two, trying to like stand up at a court, in a courtroom and explain what happened and try to like um, argue my side of it. I just thought like, nobody's going to believe me. <laughs> like, there's no way. Yeah. Because there was just so much complicatedness in the relationship I thought for sure people would be like, oh, well, that wasn't rape because mm-hmm. you said this to him or you agreed to go to his house or, like, you know, like, stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I mean, the main reason I haven't is because what police officer is going to believe me that I was raped by my, by my boyfriend? By your boyfriend, yeah. Everyone's just going to be like, oh, you just had sex and regretted it later. Because, like, that was a thing yeah. that where I worked in law enforcement, everyone made fun of women that were raped by their boyfriends. <laughs> like, you just regret it. That's terrible. And I was just like, like, there was one officer who came in and just for the entire, it was eight hour day, and just the entire day was just ripping on that. And one of the um, guys who I worked with came up with me afterwards and was like, I can see like, something happened to you, you're pissed about this. And I was just like... Wow. Even if nothing did happen to me, I'm still, still pissed. pissed about yeah. this. Oh, my gosh. And so, um, I'm terrible. pretty sure he actually reported that officer and was oh, like, good. he shouldn't be teaching, Mm-mm. like, any of these classes. Like, he no. shouldn't be doing anything. Like, this is totally... And he was a very sexist guy to begin with. I mean, so it sounds it like just, it. <laughs> yeah. It was just a bad situation altogether. But it was just like... Yeah. Okay, like... Like, that's not okay. And it just kind of made me feel worse about myself, too. In that instance, I'm pretty sure it was the only instance where I actually stood up for myself and was like, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, wait. There you go. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You still go back and forth. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I just, so I go, I don't know. There was one time and one time only that I thought about it for, like, a millisecond. And it was because... Um, this was probably like nine months ago, I guess. It was right before I was about to move. Mm. I was driving and there was this guy driving behind me and I was on the phone with my fiance and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's being the biggest dick ever. Like he's driving super aggressively. This is a horrible driver, whatever. And then I saw that he like sped up and went past me and everything like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you could have caused me an accident. Like that was an illegal thing that you just yeah. did. Like what are you doing? And then as he was driving past me, I saw the truck and I was like, oh, I know that truck. That's a work truck for where he worked. Mm. And I was just like, okay. And so then as he passed me, I like looked in the, like looked in and I saw it was him. Mm. And I was just like, 
guess, like, you know, once a jerk, always a jerk. Like, that's, like, that's just who he is as a person, I guess, and everything. And so, I don't know, that just, like, really... Bothered you? Like, bothered me, and I was just like, this guy should not be working, he shouldn't be driving, he should, like, he, he should be, like, punished for what he did. And... So that, like, that specific instance was probably the only one that I, like, actually thought about it. But other than that, I'm just like, you know what? I'll never have to see him again. And then I did see him, and I was like, ah. That was always, like, for me when I still lived. I still lived there in Virginia for, what was it? Like, a year and a half or so afterwards. And I was always terrified that I would go somewhere and see him. And, like, I didn't know anything about where he was living after that happened. Like, I... I actually did hear that he moved out of the place where it happened. So I was like, okay, well, obviously, if I reported it, he don't live there anymore. So that's part of, you know, a reason it wouldn't be believed. And then, um, but still, I was just, like, always so scared that I would see him. And I remember one of the times that I, one of the first times I wanted to report it, and I ended up changing my mind. I, I probably wanted to and changed my mind so many times before I actually reported it. But I remember one of the times was because I heard from a friend that he, because he left the workplace that I worked at, and this is going to be so, like, I haven't really talked exactly, like, in detail about who he was, because I have a feeling that people who listen to this will know who he is, and I'm just going to go for it. Um, The place I worked at was a place that we took care of kids with special needs, and the place, I, I heard from a friend that he went and got a job at a school that taught like kids with special needs and he was like an aide or whatever and it pissed me off like to no end to just know that he like I I thought I was doing I thought I at least did something good getting him out of where I was working because I was like hey if he's that kind of person he should not be around this population of people and then hearing that he went and got a different job with the same population I was so upset and I it made me want to like report him so bad and I remember, like, telling my boyfriend at the time, like, oh, my God, I'm so ready to report this guy. Like, I'm so pissed. Like, you know. And then the next day, I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> you know? Like, it just went back and forth. Because I kind of similar, just, like, seeing him or, like, hearing something about him, like, going on with his life. Like, nothing ever happened. And I, it just pisses me off to know and to know that, like, he knows what he did. And, like, he's just going on with life, you know, not dealing with the consequences. But I also trust that, like, I am also a Christian. And I trust that, like... God judges righteously and like he'll pay for that at some point I'm assuming unless he repents of it kind of thing um but yeah I guess I should come to the last couple of questions because they're almost at an hour which I'm not surprised like you know this is a topic where you just kind of talk about a lot of different things and especially when it's an interview it's just going to be longer in general but what would you say to kind of recap I guess or come to an a conclusion what would you say to somebody with similar experiences to you in this regard see this is going to sound you know once again saying two different things speaking out of both sides of my mouth but it's not your fault <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though i do genuinely believe for my instance it was yeah but like it's not there's there's nothing that you did because I also believe we're in charge of our own actions. Mm-hmm. So even if you like, even if you started making out, took all your clothes off, did everything like that, if in the moment, even halfway through, you were like, I don't want to do this anymore, then you don't want to do it anymore. Yep. And they have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because then at that point, then he is in charge of his own actions. Exactly. And he chose to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so like, 
it's like it's not your fault. Yeah. But yeah. That's good. <laughs> Even though I know if you're listening and you have a similar experience, you probably are like, haha. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then I know you said you don't know if you have a like answer to this, but if you could say something, like what would you say to your abuser now? So when you first asked me that before we started recording, the uh-huh. first thing that came to mind was I would want to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That's valid. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I don't know. Like I've, I guess I've forgiven him more than I've forgiven myself for that instance. Yeah. Um, I'm at a similar similar place. So I feel like I would just. I don't know. I feel like the only thing I would be able to say was like, how are you? Like, just Mm. like, I don't know. I don't think I would be able to, I don't know if it's because I don't know if I'd be able to like muster up the strength to be able to like say anything, but just like, like, because I'm a Christian, I don't like, I do believe like I need to forgive him. And I, like you said, God will be the one to judge unless he comes to repentance. Like, and I pray for his sake that he does. Like, I don't want anyone to not. And so it's just, like, I hope he does. And just, mm. I don't want to be the one to punch him in the face. I can let God do that if yeah. if it's deserved. Yeah. It took me a long time to even be able to pray for my abuser. Like, I, yeah. And, and in the beginning, too, I almost still kind of cared about him. So I was like, I don't want to be mad at him. And everyone else around me was, like, pissed. Like, the people that I told were like, oh, my God, I want to go kill him. And for some reason, when they would say that, I'd be like, no, no like, yeah. don't kill mm-hmm. him. Because I still cared about him, you know? That would have been probably a good question to have, but I didn't ask that before. But, like, that was a huge thing for me was, like, caring about him still, but also being so upset. And, like, it was just so many emotions. Yeah, know? like, my one friend, she was like, oh, I'm going to go break his kneecaps. And I was like, well, no, then he won't be able to work. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, trying to defend him. And I was oh, like, yeah. why am I defending him? Oh, 100. Like, but there was still just, like, a part of me that I was just like... Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, it's great that you've come to, like, a place of forgiveness, at least in a small form. Because I know for me, like, I say I have forgiven him. And I think I honestly think I have. It's taken a long time. And it's been, like, a process. There was, like, a time where I was, like, I think I have, but I'm not really sure if I have. And then people that I've told that, they're, like, I don't know how you have forgiven him. Like, that's crazy. Like, my, my own husband's like, you yeah, know, I still want to kill him. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't think I'll ever be able to. And I'm like... and they, So then they're like, how, I don't know how you do that when he did it to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and something that was actually really hard for me is I blamed my roommates more than I blamed him. Because I was like... Because they told me after the fact, they are like, oh, we're so thankful you're out of that relationship. That just wasn't a good relationship. And mm-hmm. I was like why did you guys not say anything while we were dating? And they were like, well, you guys were dating before we knew you. So we just didn't feel like, like it was our place. Mm -hmm. And I was like, looking back on it, I a hundred percent understand where they were coming from. But in the moment I was so angry with them. Cause I was like, how could you not? And like, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. They just knew that they didn't like him. He wasn't a bad, or he wasn't like a good guy or something. Yeah. And I just like, I was so angry with them and it actually took me a while to finally forgive them. And they mm. weren't even the ones that did anything. Interesting. And I was yeah. just like, I think it was because if I, like, it was easier to just blame them and be like, why didn't you guys say something? Than be like, okay, well, why did I not leave? Like, mm. and just like, yeah, like, cause I, like, 
I should have left and everything, so it's just easier to blame them, blame Play him. Play the blame game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then. no, totally. Well, is there anything else that you would like to add before we say goodbye and, like, stop recording? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's pretty much pretty it. Much it. Just, yeah. It's not your fault, regardless of who <laughs> he is or she yep. is. It's not your fault. It can be, like, husbands and wives, legally even, yep. are able to be like the sexual abuser that's what domestic violence is even exactly. like it's not yeah. your fault regardless of who it is yeah and I think one thing I would add too for my own for my own experience kind of coming to that topic towards the end was just like you're pro- especially if you're in a relationship with somebody um I know that her my friend's relationship was like a legit like broken girlfriend thing and mine wasn't but still having that like care for somebody and then them abusing you, like, that's super difficult to work through. And also just know that that's so normal to be like, I still feel like I love him or I care for him or her. Um, and But I also know that he he or she, like, did something to me that was wrong. And, and I know that that's very hard to work through. But just know you're not alone. And that's the, the whole point of this. Like, that's the whole point of us sharing our stories is just so that you guys know that you're not alone um and that this does happen to other people and you're not crazy you're not stupid um and yeah you're not it's not your fault and that's about it (laughs) but um thank you for coming over and chatting with me and chatting with the podcast peeps about your story I know it's not easy to just like tell people about it um but I really appreciate your openness and like just being very vulnerable yeah thank you for having me (laughs) well you're welcome (laughs) see you guys later thank you guys so much for listening to that i loved having her come and you know just share her story um being vulnerable like that is not easy so just know that this conversation you just listened to wasn't an easy one to have especially for her so Um, I really appreciate you guys listening to the whole thing. I know it was a little bit longer because it's an interview and I'm assuming that most of the interviews going forward are probably going to be a similar length. Um, But yeah, just thank you for sticking around the whole time. I also wanted to come on and just, you know, make sure that everybody knows I'm still looking for more people to interview for this season two. I'd love to talk to more survivors themselves, some significant others, maybe some experts in the er the area of you know trauma and assault and things like that so whether you're a therapist or detective or something like that um, i'd love to chat with you so if you want to um you know volunteer for that just go to my instagram every 68 seconds you should be able to find it if you just search that in the explore tab and shoot me a message or text me if you know me personally Um, i'd love to have you on but thank you guys so much again for listening and I hope you're excited to hear from more people in the next episodes coming.